people episode. Uh, Last week we talked about tipping, uh, but why are we really here? One might argue that customer service is the bottom line. And when you interview for a service industry position, the way that you can usually for sure get hired is to talk to the hiring manager about how much satisfaction you get from creating a great experience for your guests and blah, 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 blah. I think that we can all kind of agree that there is some sort of truth behind that. Uh, But inevitably, you're going to get some unhappy people no matter what you do, whether it's your fault, the restaurant's fault, or they just simply came in that way. Today, we're going to talk about how you deal with those situations and more importantly, how you deal with them as a typical worker versus as a manager. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a fine line because some people just go out to have a bad time. It, it's it sounds you know, like something that somebody jaded would say, but uh, you know, people are grumpy. They go out and they're looking for problems. Other times it is really the uh, the server's fault, the restaurant's fault, or something, you know, bad happened and you have to recover for it. And that's the name of the game is recovery. And that's basically what we're talking about, uh, how and how bad situations can be an opportunity to kind of wow and transform their experience. It can sound kind of cheesy, but, you know, sometimes you look for those and, and you can really you can create a long term guest after uh, really how you recover. Uh, after the break, a good friend of ours, Kat Schrader, is going to tell us a little bit about her experience on the matter. And we will be right back. Welcome back to BT Dubs. As promised, we have Kat Schrader here with us today. Hey, Kat. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad I was promised. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You were promised before the break. Don't worry. We haven't been promising you for too long. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so I have been working in the service industry for 17 years. Is that uh, all? Yeah, that's all. Um, I have opened, I want to say, like five or six restaurants in New York City, one of which being Corporate Steakhouse. Tommy and I were in the same training group together, uh, so I've known him for a very long time. Um, and yeah, no, I've done every job. I started out as a hostess. I have bartended. I have waitressed. I most recently ran a restaurant. So I kind of, yeah, you, you know, jumped all the way to the top there. Yeah, oh, top of a sinking ship. Uh huh. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> What's going on with that restaurant now? Uh, they definitely are closed. <laughs> we close on New Year's Eve with six hours notice, which means that I have a great wine collection now. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, you know, silver Bye. lining. Waiting for the invite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, as you heard in the intro, we're talking about difficult guests, uh, guest recovery, that kind of thing. Uh, Brittany, what you got? Oh, you know, like I think in that vein, it's just it's something that you you deal with no matter what you're doing. Uh, You're doing it right. You're doing it wrong. You're going to deal with it. And I think we all have our, you know, war stories, if you will, uh, coming soon about this kind of situation. Um, I just think that there's like a huge difference of how you deal with these things as a server or bartender versus when you're actually in management because the first thing you're always told by your managers as a server or bartender is as soon as the shit starts to hit the fan uh come and get one of us and we will take care of the heavy stuff my first job ever as a manager i was very new at like the concept of being the one that had to deal with the heavy stuff and i was at a very 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 busy hectic riverside rooftop bar um, I'll just say it. It was called City Vineyard of the City Winery family. And <laughs> I was on radio, meaning uh, it's three different bars, three different dining areas, two stories. I was on radio with five security guards and every other manager just yelling crazy shit in my ear all day, every day. And at one point, I got 
alerted that I was needed immediately on the roof and to bring the first aid kit because glass had gone down off a tray and somebody was seriously injured and bleeding. So I'm like, oh God, oh God, oh God. So I run up the stairs. I've got band-aids. I've got creams. I've got everything. And there's this chick like just in her romper on the ground, <laughs> rocking back and forth in the fetal position. And all of the Beckys are surrounding her <laughs> and they're just like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And I was like, okay, what's going on guys? Like, are you okay? And she's like, my ankle, my ankle, my ankle, there's glass in my ankle. And I look in like, Underneath one of the straps of her gladiator sandal, there was like a very, very shallow, not even blood had been drawn, like less than a cat scratch. And I'm like, okay, so here we are. So I gave her all the band-aids. They continued to freak out. I was like, girls, I got your check. And they're like, but we already paid. This is ridiculous. And I was like, listen, I'm going to give you a free growler of rosé that pacified them a bit. But they were still weren't done. And one of them kind of pulled me aside and was like, listen, if she has to have plastic surgery on her ankle because of this, and I was like, you know what, girls, please take my card. If she does, in fact, have to have plastic surgery on her ankle, I need to know. Like, let me know immediately. I would love that. Um, I never heard back from them, but there were three different groups of people around them watching this all go down, which I didn't even notice at the time, who all gave me standing ovations and uh, like volunteered up their contact information in case she did actually try to like press charges on us or whatever. So they all got free growlers of Rosé as well. ankle surgery. Can you, I mean, and this is just like one in a million issues I had to deal with at that shit show. I, lovingly, it was a great place. I love them all, but shit show. Um, they must have been from the Upper East Side. Like. I mean, well, the the number one thing I heard there, because it was in Tribeca, is I live across the street. Like, oh, I can yeah. see oh my, my building from here. And it's like, okay, listen. But, yeah. Uh, that is hilarious. I uh, I don't think nobody's ever had to have plastic surgery and under any of my uh, watches that I can remember. I, I am... Uh, the thing that, like, you know, I've never been a manager, and I, what I was thinking of when you were talking about that was that the the idea that you may not be really ready to be the one who actually has to face that thing uh, right now, and, you know, you came equipped with all the first aid stuff, and, and you were ready to kind of jump into action, but it's the... It's not the physical aspect that you that you needed to be prepared for. It's this ridiculous mentality of compensation or whatever. My management career has been a very much learn as you go kind of day by day. I, I just kind of figure it out. Like you don't. That's no what yeah. I, I took over. Like I literally, my general manager got fired, very rightfully so, and I went into work the next day, and they were like, "Well, you're the." general manager now and I'm like what? wait what <laughs> surprise have you met me what's happening <laughs> so and I always said like I learned by, as trial by fire but I also this sounds terrible and I don't want to sound terrible but I'm not a difficult guest but I definitely have standards from working in the industry for so long so one of my things that I say to people if they're upset or the way that I have said to other to management being in a bad dining situation is make me want to come back. How can I make you want to come back here? Because I'm going back to, I remember my 30th birthday and it was one of the worst dining experiences ever. And my parents were trying to like give me this wonderful dinner. It must've been 95 degrees in the restaurant. My mom and I ordered fillets that came out like shoe leather. You know, we sent them back and there was no manager involved. Excuse me. And having worked at corporate steakhouse, all you know, touch the table. You know, the ultimate defect is an upset guest who walks out the front door. 
So I get up and I go to the hostess stand to find the manager and I find the manager flirting with the 22-year-old hostess. And he goes, yeah, no, I know there's a problem at your table. I'm like, I'm oh, so, wait, cool. You do? Okay, great. Where the fuck are you? Uh, and I pulled him aside. I said, listen, I'm upset and I'm not having a good time, but my biggest problem is that my parents are upset because their big plans were ruined. Make me want to come back here. Yeah, absolutely. And like you said, I, I don't consider myself a bad or difficult guest either, but I am, I do have a certain standard and I am hard to please at a certain level because I've worked for places. I also did a five-year stint at the same time. Corporate Steakhouse. It was Tommy and Kat, not at the same time, but I did that. Sadly, not the same time. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. We would that would not have been wild. We would have been fired. <laughs> it's <know>. fine. <laughs> but there have been several times where my friends have to like hold me back because I'm yeah. like, they are fucking this up. Like, when can I go complain? And they're like, Brittany, it's not. Like, no, but like, you know, but like I've done this job. I know yeah. I know the steps of service. I know when it's supposed to happen. And why aren't you doing it? And it, we see everything. Like, yes. you know, oh, we, yeah. We, yeah. if you're a lifer like us, you know how it's supposed to go. You know it's not going that way, and you can see it a mile away. You yeah. know the busboy behind you is texting and you're not even facing <gasps> him. Like it's just part of like the blessing and the curse of being so highly involved and like aware of this industry. And yeah, I guess we're the last people to complain most of the time unless shit really hits the fan, but we are the ones that really know but what's happening. We're the last ones to complain, but we're also the first ones to make a valid complaint. Right. Like I'm not crying because I had a shard of glass that grazed my skin. I'm complaining because someone spilled red wine all over my white dress. Like yeah. Or even just the basics weren't right. Your steak is overcooked. That that's happened a, you last know that's yeah. you know, that's a yeah. fact that happened. You 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 need to fix it. Yeah. Sorry. It's true. But, you know, that being said, there are people who are wildly unreasonable and who just cannot. I just ran a restaurant on the Upper East Side. <laughs> Let me tell you about unreasonable. Sure. Tell <laughs> yeah, us. I actually, here. I mean, I, I actually, I had one bar guest that I ended up banning her. And then I lifted the ban and said that she could only have two glasses of wine and that was it. <laughs> Because these, listen, I can bitch. Did she come back and play by the rules? She came back and tried to get more wine. And my bartender was like, I'm sorry, I'm only allowed to serve you two glasses. And she paid her check and left. (laughs) Because these, uh, and like I said, I can bitch about it because I've lived up there for my entire adult life. They eat Valium for lunch. And (laughs) then they go out for dinner, which is a bottle of rosé. And then, because their husband isn't paying attention to them, they use going out to a restaurant as a reason to complain, bitch, and moan and be appeased. Her name is Deborah. Yeah, Deborah. It's actually Darren. Her Her name was Darren. Well, her name was Darren. Her name was (laughs) Darren. They are named Deborah. (laughs) Yeah, we have a blanket term for for her. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of entitlement that that happens when you go out, especially at expensive places. Because we work at expensive places. So let's be honest, these people that go out to dinner are not told no. Because their housekeeper picks up their socks on the floor and their personal chef makes their dinner. And the reason why they're at your restaurant that night is because their personal chef had the night off. It's because you're lucky they're there. Exactly. That's that's why they're there. I had one guy who actually opened up Forbes magazine to show me that he was on the billionaire's list. I'm like, that's great. Wonderful. Cool. Good for you. So why are you asking me how much this fish special is? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's definitely part of the pain and suffering that goes into being in this industry uh no matter what you're doing there they're just it, there's no winning with some people um 
But on the other end of that, there are people that you can bring around. Like you said, like, why will I come back? Tell me how I'll come back. And sometimes there's something that like your staff or your kitchen or just something just gets totally screwed up and it's outside your control. But it's about being a good manager, having a good management team, having servers who are aware enough uh, that you can fix it. And sometimes those people then become your biggest fan. Yeah, I think empathy is the name of the game. Like, for, you know, normally when I if something happens and, and I, obviously I'm the first line of defense, so to speak, uh, my immediate M.O. is I'm on your team. Uh, I want you to feel like I know that this thing is wrong and I'm going to do whatever I can to get it fixed. And usually, you know, then it gets if it gets to the management level, that's uh, that's the normal protocol. Uh, but, you know, the guest is always comforted by the fact that they know that they're not out of the out of left field for for mentioning this thing. And honestly, they are spending money. They're out to have a good time. And yes, things get screwed up like it is the kitchen's fault or it's your server's fault and we want or it's my fault or like, it's, yeah. yeah you know i forgot to put that thing in or i put it in wrong or you know and i'll own that too that's another thing like if if own it's my mistakes. fault and, and i own it there people are like okay you thank you for you know for for owning up to it but one of the problems is though with the guests and i hate to say that's a problem because again they are spending their money they are choosing to come to your restaurant and drop 200 bucks let's say like i i'm not wealthy 200 dollars is a lot um and you want to make their time good but sometimes it reaches a point where you just can't make them happy whatever you do that's true you can buy them dinner give them gift cards free drinks nice wine whatever and they still are angry because they just want to be angry and there's also those people that go out to eat, and I know that they exist because I, too, worked at Corporate Steakhouse, nicknamed fondly by the staff the Compadol Grill. Uh, it is owned by Blanket Corporation, <laughs> and their, you know, their first, uh, you know, way to act with unhappy guests is just literally to comp it all and give gift cards and, like, like throw please, money, please, throw please, money please, at the please, problem. Please, please. So there are people out there that know this about restaurants like that that I am convinced go out to eat with the intention of getting a free meal and they already have their playbook out. They are ready. They know the trigger words for they the manager. They know exactly what to say. Yeah, they know what to say. They're going to get their free food. And then we invite them back with a $50 gift card, which as a server there was infuriating to me. Because then I'm also getting sat down in the office like, Brittany, why did this well, happen? That's, and that's I'm like, what like they these... left their house with a plan. That's why it happened. But like... <laughs> that's the thing that people don't understand is that when they sit there and complain for the sake of complaining – there is a human being behind that. That is your server. That is your bartender. That's the busboy who came to work that day to make a living. And you went to their work that day to be a fucking bitch. Mm -hmm. And at the end of their shift, they're being sat down in the office. They might be fired. They might, you might have ruined their entire day because you just felt ornery. Yeah, I could be pretty snarky and I can say, you know, uh, forget this person or they're just you know whatever but at the like if somebody is genuinely pissed or leaves mad or i know that they weren't satisfied i that bothers me uh and you know i it, it may not seem like like the way that i talk about people from time to time it doesn't seem like i'm like sensitive to the you know the needs and the feelings of others but like when uh when somebody is genuinely pissed i'm like that makes us all look bad yeah it's and, and it it's a blanket statement across the entire restaurant is that these people 
are never going to come back or, and, and having been a guest, there are places that I will literally never go back to. Yeah. Me too. I mean, Tom and I have like the same mutual places where we have gone to horrible lunches and said, this is no, we're not doing this again. Yeah. Uh, All right. Well, that is just about enough about that. I think, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um, anyway, I felt good though, guys, that felt therapeutic. Catharsis Catharsis is wonderful. I feel like I just got comped a free dessert. Um, (laughs) cheesecake. Uh, after the break, we are going to get into a little bit of a war story from cat. Uh, stay with us. We'll be right back. Everybody, hit the deck and batten down the hatches, whatever that means. It's time for a war story. Okay, guys, as you have just heard, it is time for war stories. Uh, as we've mentioned before, we all worked at the same... Uh, Corporate steakhouse. I did not work there at the same time as Tommy and Kat, but... Sadly. Nonetheless, these war stories really kind of trigger me in such a way that uh, I just can't really explain. I don't think anybody could truly understand. That you need to pour another drink. Unless they've worn that beige jacket themselves. So here we are with Kat. Uh, Kat, what you got? Hi. Um, <laughs> I've worked there for seven years, so like I have so many memories of just shit happening, but the one that will stand out forever is... I was, and again, like I was so young and I wanted (laughs) to be, I wanted to be so good at my job. And I had the chef's table, which is like, it's a 12 top and it's in front of the open kitchen. And these people are having, you know, some lovely dinner. And I was quote unquote trusted enough to have that table that night. So I also had another booth that was off to the side and they ordered a grand plateau, which was you know, it's 125 bucks. Like it's a it's, two-tiered shelf. It's a lot. Of, it's yeah. a lot of raw we have things. Lots of crushed ice happening. Yeah, and lots tons of, of sauces. So all m- of the wrapped. So lemons. much everything. Yeah. So much everything. So I'm walking past my 12 top, which is a family from Long Island celebrating someone's birthday. And Marie, of course. Uh, yes, and then so the hostess was handing out the menus, which were about the size of a picnic table. Yeah, uh, they yeah. were big menus. They were gigantic. Uh, so I am walking past her, you know, seating the table as I'm carrying this Grand Plateau. Now, I am five foot four on a good day. So this Grand Plateau is about half the size of me. So I am, you know, carrying it to the table as earnestly as I can. And all of a sudden, one of the picnic tables hits me in the head. And as it does, because she was flailing the menus around just to be dramatic. I don't know why. So anyway... It hits my head. I lurch forward and drop the two-tier Grand Plateau, and ice, sauce, and shrimp went everywhere. Like, everywhere. And for the first time ever, I actually cursed out loud in front of a table, and I said, shit. And then I felt really bad about it. Now, if you know me, I curse a lot, so I shouldn't. Uh, And as I stood up... But you're also very professional. Well, yes, yeah, (laughs) uh, yes. As I stood up, I turned around and looked at this 12-top and said, Hi, I'm Kat. I'll be your server. <laughs> did you that get, was your shellfish. Did you get some laughter from that I got, I, I actually, I got laughter. Good. I think it actually got me out of trouble from the manager who was on duty. 
and the table whose platter it was was like, hey, we could probably save some oysters off the floor. It's fine. <laughs> like, I think everyone felt so bad for me that they were like, it's okay, you poor, sad girl. Oh. I mean, I'm 5'1 on a good day, and I can attest to the fact that carrying one of those will obstruct your vision if you are our height. And like, also, the, your the boobs are awkwardly in between. Around. In general. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. six feet tall, and that I had a hard time with those things. I don't think height has anything to do with it. There, It was too much for one person, but we were so busy all the time that you had to do it alone. Yeah, you usually. just had to do it because yeah. you yep. had to get it done. And God forbid you leave like the top tier under the heat lamp and like you go back for it and now it's like oyster soup. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> a fucking nightmare. That sounds disgusting. I mean, well. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, there's there's one more uh, war story of cats that she doesn't remember happening, but I do, and uh, and I'm thankful that he does because it sounds like me. It's a yeah, it was I just don't it was something that was like kind of epic in my memory that uh, it was during a lunch and this place was pretty you know business lunch, a bunch of guys on you know wheeling and dealing in their fancy suits and all that jazz. Um, so cat was at a table. The, uh, they were only they were having sodas, but it was uh, uh, all the sodas there were served uh, with a glass of regular ice and a little mini bottle of Diet Coke. So like a little glass bottle and the glass of ice uh, and four guys, four Diet Cokes. That's eight things on a tray. And uh, you lost your balance and you knocked uh, the, the whole tray of all four glasses of ice and all four bottles of Diet Coke <laughs> oh God, all landed like on this one guy. And it was bad. <laughs> It was bad, and he was not okay with it. Like this guy was—that was not how his day was going to go. Uh, but you know, or mine. yeah, you got him. Everybody kind of swarmed in and toweled him off and cleaned up the table and Hot towels yeah, for days. and just like really, really, really made the most of it. And then so, all right, you regrouped. You went back. You got another tray full of four glasses of ice, four little glass bottles of diet oh coke, God. and you dropped them all on the same guy again. I have Why no was idea. Fired? Yeah, it was <laughs> oh spectacular. It was one of the best fails I've uh, ever, so ever been. This a part is probably of. why I, blo- I blocked it oh, out. Oh, this though. is absolutely why you don't remember it. Yeah. It, Did you go to that man and say, how can I get you to come back? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think I said to my boss, how can I come back? Please yeah, don't fire exactly. me. <laughs> that one was great. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, guys, after the break, we're going to come back with a really fun guessing game. Uh, looking forward to it. Thank yes. you so much. <laughs> And you know what that sweet polka music means. It's game time. Welcome back, guys. As you have just experienced via our beautiful theme music, it is it's currently so game time. Uh, so this is actually a really fun game time that we haven't been able to do yet, Where in which Tommy doesn't know what I the answers are. I get to be a contestant. Are. So Tommy and Kat are both going to guess at game time today. And the game that I have concocted is uh, there's a list on a blog called Vendasta, I want to give them credit, V-E-N-D-A-S-T-A. Thank you, Vendasta. And this is a list of ridiculous Yelp reviews. So this game is not going to be are the reviews real or fake, as we've done in the past. It's going to be how many stars did this Yelper leave based on the review that they've given. 
So let's just jump right in, guys. All right. Um, uh, this is awesome. And also, Tom and I have been on a game show before, so we'll... Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. We were, we were on Cash we Cab. We were on Cash Cab. Cash yeah. Cab alums, guys, yes. and they won. Spoiler yes. alert. Uh, <laughs> we'll anyway. put up a link in the uh, Yeah, website. please. Link in the bio. It's, it's, it's <laughs> happening. Okay, so here we go, guys. <clears throat> My experience at this restaurant lasted about two seconds. I went in. I asked them if they had meatballs, and the waiter smirked at me and yelled, you can meet these balls and proceeded <laughs> to flip the table in front of him. That can't be true. Well, whether it's true or not, how many stars did this person leave? Definitely. I feel like they're the type of person who would say, I would leave zero stars if I could, so I'll go with one. Tommy? Uh, I don't know. I feel like this thing sounds so bonkers that they probably left like more stars than you would think. So I'm going to say, what, is it out of five? Yeah, is yeah, it's always Yelp out of works? five. Yeah, uh, yes, four stars <laughs> for I, insult. There's actually more to the review that justifies the amount of stars left, and it says one star because I ne I never got to meet those balls. This place doesn't deliver on what they offer. Ah. So if the if the Yelper <laughs> had been shown the testicles, we can assume that maybe the star maybe star three, maybe three and a half, three and a half. Well, depending on the balls, <laughs> they're now, now disappointed yeah. that they didn't get to meet any balls. So. There's that. Okay. Yeah, I got it. Next up, don't try the pizza. It's so good. You'll want to come back every day. It completely ruined my <laughs> social life because every night I only want to go there. I hate this place. <laughs> Definitely five stars. Yeah, this is probably a high star. Um, I want to hate the pizza as much as they do. I want to have no social life and only a pizza life. Five so stars. Five stars from both of you guys. Yeah. One star. <laughs> yeah, but they love the pizza. Yeah, but They're, they hate their lack of social life. Well, you know? that's their own fault. This is also Gary from Beverly Hills, California. Oh, Gary. If that means anything. Oh, Gary. Gary from right, Beverly Gary. Hills. Might as well be Deborah from the Upper East Side. All right, I know fucking Deborah. All right, next up we've got <laughs> one of my biggest fears as a public restroom user is someone walking in on me. The bathrooms at the Third Degree Glass Factory escalate that fear times ten. The stalls are sliding glass doors with no locks in all caps. No locks. The entire time I was using the restroom, I was paranoid that someone was going to swing the stall shutter right open and expose me at my most vulnerable state. Along with the stall doors not having locks, the toilet paper was two-ply at best and nearly tissue paper thin. I mean, isn't Two-ply at best? How much, toilet paper? How much better yeah. is there what? than two-ply? Wait, 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 guys. Anyone who's worked in a restaurant has stolen a toilet paper. You 100%. It. It's never great. It took me about 24 squares to get the job done. So now they're counting squares, oh guys. Oh, my God. Now, there is now, after this statement, a, once again, a justification for amount of star stars given. So we're going to stop here. What do you guys think? Oh, based on the square count? I, I mean, think it's two stars. Okay. I was going to say three? I mean, like, can I just mention that we have not even touched on what the, the food, food or service yeah. was like what kind at of all. But why are you writing toilet paper? Is it an actual because glass this factory? Is, this is how preposterous Yelp is. So this poor restaurant. So, guys, um, I'm just going to read the rest of it. Normally, I would only give three stars for an experience like this, but the craftsmanship of the bathroom sinks is amazing. So I give this <laughs> overall bathroom experience four out of five stars. It's a four-star review, guys. What is wrong with the human well, race? Uh, we don't see, even know what kind of food they I serve. I didn't know that the, that the sinks were going to be so nice. I mean, I would like to see pictures of these things. I'm going to have to follow up. If the anybody glass. at Third Degree Glass Factory uh, that works there or has dined there is listening, please write in. Send us pictures of the sinks. We want to know. We'll, we'll send you a free BT Dubs hat. We'll post on the Instagram. Okay. Next up. I ate there about three hours ago. Now I have diarrhea. As far as Chinese buffets go, this one is pretty good. <laughs> 
There's so many twists in these. <laughs> you know, that's Pretty the M. Night Shyamalan uh, of Yelp yeah. reviews. Good. Yeah. Talking about bowel movements on the air. But hold on. Awesome. Uh, three hours isn't enough time to digest and diarrhea. Well, to be fair, they're not claiming that the two things are related. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> because I had such bad diarrhea, it was a nice <laughs> oasis to find this Chinese buffet. Uh, I'm going to give this four stars. All right. I would three. I'm just going to three and a half. I don't think you can do half no stars halves. on Yelp. No. Oh, okay. Uh, three. All right. We have our first winner, Kat. It is three stars. Oh. Wait, did somebody guess properly earlier? I don't know. Either way. Yeah. Good job, Kat. You won. First so recognized yeah, three stars. Win. Three stars on that guy. Okay. Next up. This is for a, a hotel, guys, uh, but I thought it was important. <clears throat> I've never stayed here, but this is in my neighborhood. A friend of mine died in one of the rooms here in May. If you're going to make the effort to stay somewhere in Hollywood, Los Angeles, try to pick a place that at least doesn't feel like somebody died in your room. This is also a pretty big drug neighborhood, hence all of the street barricades. Shell out some extra bucks for a real hotel. Uh, one. <laughs> Star <laughs> question mark? Um, I've never stayed here, but let me review it. How could it be any higher than a two? If it's, I mean, like for me, this is like a, a whole murder podcast. Could be yeah, based exactly. on just this is a the Yelp crime. review. Like, how did your friend die? We don't know. <laughs> but I yelped about it. That's like, how they died. They know that their friend is haunting the place because they know that it feels like they know what kind died. of friend that friend was. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is a one star review, everybody. But once again. This poor business now has a one-star review from, from someone who never from stayed there and is admitting that they never stayed there. Yeah. Okay, last up, guys. <clears throat> I went to this restaurant and liked the food, but then the server leaned over to me and whispered, would you like a side of death with that? <laughs> he then took my fettuccine and formed a pentagram on my table. No one acknowledged me after that. Don't go here or do whichever. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's yeah, kind of amazing. This doesn't say whether or not uh, the person was into uh, Satanism or pentagrams or. Yes, I would like a side of death. That's Thank you. <laughs> I feel like this can't be real, but like I really want it to be. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> pretty thick. But either uh, way, to me, four stars. to me, it's five stars. Oh, I was going to four. Okay, it's one, which is. Oh. Damn, you know, I do want a side of she death. She didn't want the side the of death. The idea of somebody just sitting there idly by while a server like crafted an entire pentagram out of fettuccine on the <laughs> And no one the acknowledging linen. it. Like, <laughs> and then just no one goes back. Like, that just, that just sets uh -oh. a whole scene that I'm really, really fond of. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm going to believe in that one, guys. We've had it all. We've had uh, <laughs> pentagrams and noodles and spilled Diet Cokes, flying shrimp. Uh, this has been a blast. Unrelated yes. diarrhea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you know, truth be told, <laughs> Yelp is bullshit. <laughs> it's true, unless I'm saying it. Then it's really real. Your She's opinion an elite. Matters. My You're opinion Yelper. Yeah. matters. Elite 19. All right. Thank you so much, Kat. Thank this you, guys. Yeah, thanks this so much, Kat. Really fun. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. We really hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a war story of your own you would like to share, please email it to us at btdubspod at gmail.com. That is b-t-d-u-b-s-p-o-d at gmail.com. We will be reading them on future episodes, and also we would just love to hear about your trauma. Thanks again, and see you next week. Tell me when we